Welcome, everyone, to Hit the Books. I'm Thomas Casali with the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish. Kanish, how's it going? I'm here. How do you like my new hat, baby? Cheer, uh, cheer for old Notre Dame. How's it going, buddy? The red hot Tommy Casali. God can't miss the first two weeks here. And I'll, uh, I, I tell you, I, I won't be walking near a, uh, a church for a while after last weekend, but... Jesus, I doubt it was a nice week for you. I gotta give, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Yeah, I mean, listen, the the Notre Dame game never in doubt. Uh, I went four and one last week. Uh, my only loser was your mid- overrated Michigan team, uh, laying the seventeen. But uh, we said it on the show. First test, uh, Notre Dame though, start to finish domination. And Kanish, you know, when I was watching that game, you know, patting myself on the back, I was thinking. You know, you would mention the Nebraska defense might be all-time bad. Boy, this North Carolina defense might be all-time bad. They can't stop anybody. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, it, it wasn't anything special. That, that It was no, basically no. Notre Dame lined up, ran the football, uh, and North Carolina couldn't do anything about it. Um, and, and you, I mean, you could see her – I knew early in that game they were in trouble when they were just getting off chunk run after chunk run and – um, I, I, Gene Chizik may be the worst coordinator hire in the history of college football, um, for what he's done, uh, this year to that North Carolina defense. And, and after a bye, no, like just no adjustments, nothing ready to go. Um, and yeah, and, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special. It was just straight up good old man ball, baby. Uh, and that they, they just totally kicked their ass. So, Hey, I got to give credit where credit is due. It was a, uh, it was a beatdown. Yeah, I mean, listen, how good is Cam Newton to give that guy a national championship? Uh, I talk about a special college football player because he stinks. He stunk at Auburn. Uh, he stinks at North Carolina, like you said. But so I'm seven and three through the first two weeks, Kanish. Um, you know, I got I got a little cushion here. This is gonna be an interesting week because I, I I got some good numbers, I think, but I don't think you're gonna like the picks because I think this is gonna be blowout Saturday. I think there's some teams and spots where they're gonna bounce back. So I'm gonna be laying a lot of points here. So I'm gonna be interested to see what you think about these picks. I, I felt good I was going five and all last week. This week I, I want to hear your thoughts on the picks though and see see, see what you think uh, about laying these kind of points. I mean, I'd like to say I'm rooting for you, but after uh, you know the, the Notre Dame, your little hat trick here, I don't think uh, I don't think so. And it's called a uh, a very stylish lighting arrangement, Mister Robinson. There, that uh, you know, little uh, little ambiance for you. So uh, you know, I, I, hey, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of uh, beautiful piece of lighting wear. And listen, uh, Hit the Books is presented by the Hammer Betting Network, Kanish. You can check out all the great content at thehammer.bet and on the social media platforms at thehammerhq. Now, I I take it you are consuming the content because you're on, every time I look up, you're on a different show here. Well, I mean, what's not to consume, baby? At the Hammer, it just never stops with the good stuff coming on there. So, yeah, I know. Moretto's got me working. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm waiting for the, the check to clear, baby, with all the <laughs> stuff I'm having to do for this. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, hey, I, I'm enjoying some of the, the live stuff. I begrudgingly enjoying some of the live stuff with uh, the Pizza Man on the weekend. is good, too. Um, so, yeah, and the college football stuff, hey, we, we've got it's been fun. 
Good. Well, hey, let's get to the picks. Let me get this darn hat off because it's cutting the circulation off my head. Um, I hope that, it does. That, that was a good $25 investment for a five-second laugh. But let's uh, let's get into this week's games, Kanish. Okay, the, the bet I put in first this week, and I think they're in a great spot, is the Georgia Bulldogs minus 26 and a half. Now, that number is ticked up a little bit. See, I love taking a team like Georgia – who struggles with a Kent State squad. I mean, imagine the practices Kirby had this week after what they put forth on the field last week. And I like that it's a mid-tier conference game. Like if this was Central Michigan and they were laying 46 points, I'm not going to take it. But I think Missouri is a dead body. They just haven't discovered it yet. I think the coach is over his head here. I think Georgia is going to dominate in the trenches. I think they win this game by 50. What do you think about this game? No, I like that. I played some. Uh, I played some of that as well uh, on open there. I know, unfortunately for the viewers, it's crossed over the twenty eight threshold mostly. Yeah. Um, I, I I I totally agree with what you're saying on the spot and, and the comeback here for for Georgia and being totally out. Man, that to add on to that, the the Missouri injury report was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a buy. I mean, it was multiple key contributors there on a team that doesn't have a lot of talent to begin with. Um, and what Missouri wants to, I, I mean, they're a team that is almost like the, uh, the SEC Kansas state where they just a running quarterback. They want to run. Like if they can't get the run going, which I don't think they'll be yeah. able to do against this Georgia defense, their offense is kind of, kind of dead in the water there. So um, honestly, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if this ticked up, uh, you know, to, to 30 and a half, maybe some buyback at 31, but I don't see, I don't see a lot of resistance. I, I can't make a great devil's advocate case here for Missouri because um, I think the matchup is bad, the spot is bad, the injuries are bad. They don't have the you know the type of, of passing offense to even get you in a back door or any of that. If they're not able to run, um, then it's curtains for them in this one. Uh, and I agree, Georgia in a nice spot here to bounce back and probably blow the doors off a, a totally outmanned Missouri team. Now, you did mention a good point, though, about the number going up over 28. Now, listen, the bottom line is, is like, I put this in the second it came out, right? Because I was waiting for it. But that's not how a lot of people bet, right? They're going to bet maybe Friday, Saturday morning. So where do you where, where do you stop on this game? Uh, is it 28? Is it below 28? Where's the number where you say, nah, it's not worth it anymore? Yeah, 28 was definitely the, the point where I was looking, you know, there was a uh... I'll leave in some of the look ads for 28 and a half. And then I agree. As soon as it, you know, it opened up uh, under, I was even fine. You know, there was 25 and a half, 26, 26 and a half, 27. Um, really would have been fine with it up to a full 28. Now that it's almost, you know, the board's painted pretty much 28 and a half, 29. Um, it's kind of in a, in a note. I mean, if I still had to play it, I, I think it would still, uh, it would still be a Georgia position. But even, even the first half, I, you know, I was looking for some 16 and a half. That's all crossed over now. It's 17, 17 and a half. So um, for the most part, it would be a uh, it'd be a pass for me where it's at now. Uh, and I think you just got to have I, I, you just got to have the discipline. There's a ton of games on the board. Um, no reason to chase a number. Now it's gone through a key. OK, so you like my Georgia pick. I don't know if you're going to like this next one. It's another SEC not. team laying points on the road. Uh, I'm uh, listen, I told I, I Told you when we first started this show, I'm not a pro better. I'm not a public better. I'm somewhere in the middle. But I will say this. It's rare that I'm laying these kind of points in one day. So we'll see how it works out. But I got Alabama 
minus the 14 and a half on the opener. This is up to 17 now. I know the line has moved my way, but I feel like the smart people are going to be on Arkansas here. You know, I just feel like Alabama had their close game on the road. Uh, Saban does a good job of using those games to, to really help help the team get better. I, Arkansas, 126 against the pass with Bryce Young coming in, threw for 559 and five touchdowns last year. Now, last year it was 42-35. I think Arkansas is going to have to score in that 30-point range again to cover. I don't know if they do. I laid the two, uh, just over two touchdowns, Kanish. What do you see in this one? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously he got a good number there on it. Uh, I mean, it's a brutal – Arkansas is just in a spot where they've got to hit a brutal early schedule. They've had a lot of injuries on the back end. Um, I don't think they match up particularly well. Uh, but, but they've – I mean, they've – They've been able to play up in a lot of these, mm-hmm. understand Pittman, uh, and, and play up in a lot of these spots. And it hasn't been an extremely impressive uh, Alabama team when they haven't been playing the, you know, the absolute dregs. Uh, they probably should have lost outright to Texas. Um, yeah. I, you know, they've been able to beat up uh, on Utah State there, but and Vandy. But uh, I mean, that's the, you know, the, the the poverty, the low of the low here. Arkansas kind of falls uh, a little bit in between this, and, but I'm not. I, th- this one's kind of been a range where I'm not, I haven't been at a, uh, you know, it was a really a, a more of an avoid game. For, I mean, you got a good number there. So if you're sitting on the, the 14 and a half, that's fine. Um, I wasn't inclined to really buy Arkansas. At, I mean, I saw 18 pop for a bit at Circa or some 17 and a half. There was nothing that was, uh, you know, like uh, getting, I, I just was taking the stance. I didn't want to have an Arkansas position in this game. It's at the number where it's at. It's the only side that, you know, you could kind of play at the number. But um, I, I, it's a pass for me on Arkansas. And with Alabama, I think you're paying a premium now at the 17, 17 and a half. That's kind of steamed up all week. Um, so no look for me on this one. There, It wouldn't surprise me to see Bama kind of control this one um, and, and, you know, be able to, to get something, you know, of uh, – yeah, 42, 20, something like that. Um, I guess it depends a little bit on what, what Arkansas's offense can really be able to put together uh, on a band defense that I think is very good because has it been a super explosive Alabama offense? Uh, they don't have the same playmakers at wide receiver. So um, I, I just, between, as you said, some of the injuries that Arkansas has uh, and, like, how the schedule they've had, um, it, it's just a pass for me. Uh, if this was a... If they were healthier, different situation, you, you'd get me on, on some 17 uh, there. But I, I got to leave this one alone the way it's shaped out. Yeah, and you mentioned the receivers. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game for me because we saw that against Texas, right? It was like, hey, where's the good receivers? Oh, they're all in the NFL. So it's been a few games now. These guys got to start stepping up. And if Arkansas can kind of do what Texas did, then I'm going to start to have some worries about Alabama. Will you or is it just going to be can they beat Georgia or not? I mean, they're they're in that. I guess the you know the early edict was like, man, they're a t- they could be a touchdown better than any team in, in college football, yeah. including Ohio State and Georgia, and they should be that. That's kind of come back down to now. I think you've seen it where um, it, it's really those three are, are within you know a point or two of each other of Georgia, Ohio State, kind of a coin flip of of they're they're on that same tier as the next two instead of uh, significantly above them. Um, And I would say probably a step behind them offensively. I mean, I love Bryce Young, but uh, their offensive lines had some issues. They don't have the same level of playmakers. Uh, I still think their defense is elite, but they're no longer that, that 
you know, for a minute there, it was like, okay, this team could be the best team we've seen in the last few years, the best version of them, touchdown better than any of those. That's kind of all out the window. And now, uh, I mean, they're one of three teams that's going to win the national title, but I don't think they're they're really, like, um, you know, a significant favorite or anything that anymore. I, I, it would be a, a easily to see, you know, Georgia or Ohio State being, uh, you know, comparable to them on, on any type of playoff game. Okay. Well, so I've laid 41 points in the first two games. The, the, yeah, the Joy, I, I, I can see the dust from the chalk laying up over here. Yeah, the, uh, we ain't going to have any dogs barking in the Casali house on Saturday. I can promise you that. So let the, the beat goes on here, Kanish. Another team I think is in a great spot. USC, I took a minus 14 and a half for the first half. Last week I was on Oregon State. Uh, plus the points. That was one of my winners. I also off show had had him on the money line. Hey, 14-10. <laughs> they had the lead with four minutes to go. They got to win that game, right? Uh, if you're if you're Oregon State, you got to win a game where USC scores 17 points. They couldn't hold them. USC, awful game offensively. Now, the Beavers have speed on defense. They play aggressively. I think that speed caught USC a little bit by surprise. Arizona State has nothing. They don't have speed. They don't have a head coach. Uh, They're kind of a corpse right now. I think USC comes out fast. They jump on them. I decided to take the first half because I don't trust USC's defense like we saw against Stanford, maybe late in the game, letting a team get back in and cover that 25. What do you think about this play? You know what? I saw that uh, that you know that that first half line, and I gotta admit, I would be more inclined. I, I do have a play in Arizona State in this game, um, but it was full game. Uh, I'm not, you know, as you said, some of the factors there. Uh, I like it better for the full game than the first half. Um, my issue, and again, it, could Arizona State be in this Nebraska realm of? They're they're just dead, you know. Where they they look at like, uh, it, it, you know, it's like they're not gonna put basically put any AI effort. They're gonna get a career, you know. The market's not gonna catch up to how bad they are. Theoretically possible, um, but I, I, you know what? It's an air. I see. I read some things that I liked from uh, out of the the new Arizona State uh, coach uh, Rulo that the, the team was kind of buying in. I liked the fact that they. The, the best thing they can do is, is you know, have a, a, a run-based offense um, where Xavier Holiday, Emory Jones, uh, th- that should be able to match up pretty well for TSC. And I thought the line was was really paying a premium um, to, to, A, back USC and fade Arizona State there, that it was just, you know, one of those where you were really going to – I mean, this is a game that, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you, you would have thought this was like, you know, like 14. And now it's up, you know, like hit the 26 point. There's been a little bit of buyback. Um, but for, for my end of it, uh, I like Arizona State's come. It's tricked down a little bit. Um, so I got a smaller play on Arizona State uh, at 26 again. But I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, challenge your first half there. The first half would be a no play for me. Um, but. Again, it's not a. I, I want. I would love to make a stronger case there in terms of the fade, but there's always that element that that Arizona State could just be done. I just thought the number was a little bit inflated. The matchup was okay, so took a little bite of the cherry there. Well, let me ask you this because I have another play in this game. It's not going to count here on this show because the line has moved so much. But I hit fifty-seven and a half over on the opener. That's up like 60, 60 and a half now. Do you think there's going to? You think 
the way you're saying it, it sounds like you think Arizona State can move the ball and score some points. Uh, what do you think of that play just as a kind of a bonus uh, analysis here? Yeah, that'd be the way. I'd, I mean, USC, I, again, they, they kind of ran into a, uh, you know, a blunder last weekend against Arizona State, I, I, against Oregon State's defense. I don't think they'll have those. I mean, Arizona State's been getting, you know, like mashed on by Eastern Michigan in that. So, um it would surprise me not to see, you know, USC at least get into the, you know, the mid to high 30s here, if not the 40s. Um, and again, their, their defense, it just, it, it's going to give up some plays. It's going to give up some points. Um, so, yeah, this is one that that as long as, as Arizona State can can hold their end of the bargain, um, that I, I don't think you should have a problem yet hitting that number. Okay, so there's the first three. More points coming here. So, Kanish, there's... I always give out five picks. There's always one I don't love by the time we get to the show. This one might be it. Uh, uh, I see the numbers. I don't have the good number on this one. I I, I know that. I took Coastal well, I did, Carolina. Well, it didn't, didn't cause you an issue last week with your Golden Domer. So. <laughs> right. So I'm hoping, for, I hope, uh, hoping history repeats itself here. But I took Coastal Carolina minus 10 at home against um, the, the Georgia Southern team, coached by Clay Helton. Uh, I like I think Coastal Carolina is still a team at home that pounds people. Clay Helton, I know they've done well, three and one, but he's still got a lot of new faces there. I think they're going to have a tough time. But I did see that number has gone the other way, and I got a feeling the smart guys are against me on this one. So what I would tell you is in in the early look on it, when this game was supposed to be played in worse weather, that would have matched up uh... – Matched up been a better, much better matchup for Coastal, where they're a team that that can function a lot better on the ground. Um, Georgia Southern kind of totally like you know hey, they've changed from the triple option to this new air raid based uh, you know throw it all around the park. So I think in the and this is one it still though you know it's gonna I think the conditions won't be perfect. There's still gonna be some wind, um, but they moved it to where uh, the game changed from like four four thirty to, to seven where. You were looking at some, you know, 20 to 30 mile per hour winds that that now should be, uh, you know, more like a five to 10, maybe a gust of 15. So I think you just got a little bit of the uh, the weather angle there that, uh, you know, you saw this total drop down from the high 60s to the low 60s. Now it's back up a bit. Um, so we'll see. I, I, again, and all this can can change on a win there. Um, but for the current state of it, uh I think it was just a weather adjustment where one team is uh, significantly better, you know, running the ball uh, and controlling it, which would be coastal. I still didn't, um, you know, I, I wasn't a buyer on Georgia Southern in this game. Um, it it still is a little bit of a hesitancy for me uh, in terms of like they're going to have to. They don't have a great defense. They're going to have to throw it around the park to keep up here. Coastal has. Played a bit better um, than than I thought they you know kind of would. I thought they'd have a little bit more of a come down this year. They've been able to kind of maintain, uh, uh, I guess, a higher level than I thought. Um, and so with the conditions, it's kind of in this dead zone for me at the, at the nine and a half. Um, so I, I don't, you know, where you're at there. I know you're 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 just a half point underwater on the side. Um, but I wish I, I'd love to to challenge you more on this one. But I still am a little weary of of. Georgia Southern's offense um, and kind of what they're going into here. So we'll have to see what we've got. But if it's one of those where it's going to be any type of, you know, rain or wind picks up in that, um, then they're really going to struggle to move the football. 
Yeah, but you bring a good bring up a good point about the weather, and I want to get your thoughts on this one. Like I put this, I was the only guy on Earth apparently who didn't know that the hurricane of the decade was coming. So I didn't. I, I put this bet in, not realizing that it w- weather would be an issue. Now for those games, now I don't want to touch any of them. How do you look at these games where weather is going to be an issue? Do you look? Is are those games where people like you can find a big edge, or is it more of a stay away because of the variables? I'd say, or I mean, it, you know, it used to be years ago before people were were all over this stuff that, um, you know, you could kind of wait and, you know, kind of monitor and take a position. Now you just have to go, I, if, if like some type of storm system like this, major storm system is coming, the unders are going to get blanket steamed early in the week, super early in the week. So you saw it where every game in Florida and Carolina um, got beat down anywhere from six to 12 points. Uh, so your, your only shot there, if you want to play unders, is to take positions earlier in the week. Then it becomes, a, you know, a, a forecaster game where you're having to monitor conditions. You, you got to stay. If you're one of those that casual, doesn't watch the screen a lot, doesn't want to monitor, then, then they're probably not for you because that's one where the forecast changed so much. Um, you, you can get caught uh, on a bad number pretty well. So I would say... It's going to steam down, and you saw it. Once, once one or two games started steaming early in the week, then it, the, the domino effect where then it's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. They all win. Um, and then once you have that under position, you can kind of wait to see and trade it later in the week. I didn't take uh, – I took a couple of small positions early, early, but nothing significant, and then I've just been trying to monitor, um, you know, wh- where some games were going to go. However, I, I don't – I, there wasn't a ton of, um, you know, significant buyback overs that, that I was looking to plan. It looks like the weather in the Carolinas. Uh, I mean, a couple of games in Florida got canceled. that were So those games are out. A couple of games in the Carolinas look like they're going to be a little better than, than were uh, to be projected. So the only one I had on the radar uh, was a it was Duke-UVA. Um, but it, it was one of those that's kind of, you know, stayed in that, that same, you know, up, you know, low 50 zone. So... I don't have anything. Uh, I probably on the North Carolina and the uh, the Duke and Virginia games lean over where it's at now. But for the most part, um, I'm, I'm just I've kind of sat out the the weather stuff. I'm just not wanting to get caught with my pants down on a couple of positions. So you're saying when my casual better friends who bet on Saturdays text me tomorrow and say, "Hey, shouldn't we bet the under in the Florida State Wake Forest game? <laughs> yeah. That's on TV. I want to bet it." You're saying, "Tell them no. You've already you've already missed the good price on it. Yeah, that. you're about six days too yeah. late." Okay. All right. That's good to know. All right. So I'm really I'm really interested in getting your thoughts on my last my fifth and final game here. Not only the game because I think it's a good one, but how I bet it and what your thoughts are on it. So I took Baylor on the money line minus 125. The, the line's minus two. Anything when it's two or less, if I can get 125 or around there, I, I usually go on the money line. So I want to get your thought. I, I think Baylor, uh, I, I think Oklahoma State might be a little fraudulent. I, I think Baylor should have won in at BYU. They got conservative there late in the game for no reason. I still like their defensive front on how they match up with some of these teams in the Big 12. So playing at home, minus 125, I took them on the money line. You know, this is one that I, I played. So, you know, when we talked on the Monday show, uh, I gave out Oklahoma State when there was some threes around. Um, but now that, that that's kind of come down there uh, where, you know, I liked – taking the points as the best angle there in this game in the Oklahoma State. But now it's kind of sitting um, trading mostly around two, two and a half. Uh, 
And, and I guess it depends on if you, Oklahoma State, they've had a super easy early schedule. Um, it looks like, you know, I, again, Spencer Sanders has been fantastic. The offense looks electric. Uh, Baylor, the, the issue for me when they're, they're laying plays, they have such kind of a, you know, an email, like the, Dave Aranda loves the ground and pound. He wants to, you know, play bully ball and that. Um, I think some of their performances, uh, especially against, you know, what I saw at a BYU last night are a little less impressive uh, than I thought they'd be. But, um, I, you know, I, it'd be one where I, I liked, I needed that three to buy in Oklahoma State. Um, I, I get, I don't, I, I agree with your, if you're going to play Baylor to, to be finding the cheapest money line as, as opposed to laying that two or two and a half. Um, Cause I think just the way stylistically, the way they play on offense, Aranda has had Oklahoma State's number in that. Um, but I think this is the best offense they've had. And in a, what could be, uh, you know, should be a tight game. Uh, I, I took the points there, but um, you know, again, if you're going to play, it's just, it's a numbers game there. I liked it cause I was able to grab some three at, at two, two and a half and be in that dead zone. And, and I agree with you. If you're going to play on Baylor, that it'd be a, uh, you know, just a, a, you know, grab a cheap money line. So this sounds to me like you're saying this game is going to be tied with a minute to go, and I'm I should, and I'm going to be agonizing all four. Yeah, it might be right. I should, I should have just I should have just uh, picked know, another game. Conversion. instead of a uh, you know a field goal there. So Joey Cake and you know uh, rest easy. So so you don't mind like because I know some people say don't don't lay the juice on the one twenty five right because you over a hundred thousand bets you're going to come up come out on the on the short end, but you don't mind taking a money line at one twenty five or lower. I think it, it really depends on, um, like, the matchup, the total, uh, you know, a number of different things of whether it, it's better to, uh, you know, like, invest, like, especially in, you know, like, when I say, like, these Illinois, I guess, Illinois-Wisconsin game or, like, an Iowa, you know, especially more so in the in the games where uh, I think they're going to be close, the totals are lower, then you, you get some... Um, you know, it'd be one where I think the the value is significantly higher in, in taking the the money line there, and you can price it out. This is one though that um, again, I think it'll be close. Points a little bit at a premium. I like the under uh, more so as a play, kind of uh, in itself there. Um, so yeah, it's just a spot where I liked the the Oklahoma State play. You know, with the points a little better, and so if you're if you're trading on a Baylor, then then the cheap money line, you know, is is, is the way I'd go about it, but. It's 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 one of those where you know that the three had to be the buy spot for me. Um, so you know it, again, I can't I can't fault you there for for being a little money line centric. All right, so those are my five plays. I'm laying it this week. I got Georgia twenty six and a half. I got Alabama fourteen and a half. I got USC fourteen and a half. First half line. I got uh, Coastal Carolina laying ten, and then I got the Baylor money line. Uh, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I gotta. I think just to me, I think this is gonna be one of these Saturdays where a lot of these games are decided early. There's not much interest in them. But Kanish, every week I ask you, give me a game under the radar. Now, for the first time I asked you, you gave me Maryland against SMU winner. Last week was a, you gave us a laugher. You you took Minnesota over Michigan State. Um, which was never in doubt. Is there a game this week that's kind of off the beaten path that you're seeing a lot of action on uh, that some people might not know about? You know, the guy, I, I'll, first I'll touch, a, I saw the guy in the chat ask about uh, Bowling Green or South Alabama on one, if you have a stale Bowling Green. 
I, and Brad, Brad mentioned this on Monday's show that their their star quarterback Mike McDonald should be back. Uh, so that's one I liked a lot when it was under a touchdown. Now that it's crossed over, um, I think the best number you can get is eight. I really needed you know six and a half or seven to play that one. But if you've got you're doing one of those contests or anything has got the got some stale numbers, uh, I would go Bowling Green uh, much stronger there than than South Alabama. Uh, as I think, don't get me wrong. I love the boys in Mobile uh, more than more than anybody on earth. However, um, th- this this should be you know a game where there's actually probably a, uh, even though I thought I thought there was some value paid them last week, there'd probably be a little more value uh, on Lafayette where it's at currently. Um, one under the radar that uh, that I like tonight. I'll give you a little Friday night special here. Uh, is I think a team that I. I've liked this year has been UNLV. We've backed him a few times. I think, though, you know, you're getting to the point uh, where we're paying a bit of a premium. Uh, I played some New Mexico 14 and a half. I know there's some numbers that were 16 and a half, 17 early in the week. I would still be okay 14 here. So game tonight at 11 Eastern. Um, if you can catch a 14 and a hook, there's a looks like a smattering of them still out there. Uh, I like that. I both these two teams kind of want to do the same. They have very similar styles uh, in terms of how they play, how they how they want to attack. Um, both very you know rush based offenses. Obviously, UNLV having a better year. Uh, you know, look to be potentially a Mountain West contender. But New Mexico's improved definitely. I think that this match. This is kind of a uh, what I would I would say not not in an exact frame, um, but when triple option teams go up against each other, usually the defenses are kind of able to elevate themselves uh, a little bit more because you're playing against the same system that you see in practice every day. These two teams kind of run schematically, uh, pretty similar type offenses. Uh, both want to stay on the ground. So I think New Mexico will have a little bit better, uh, you know, success defensively. And, you know, you saw them, they got beat up and up front against Boise. UNLV doesn't have that, that type of defensive front. So, uh, it's a lower total, you know, 44 here. I like getting the two touchdowns, especially 14 and a half. You can grab that. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was looking at that game thinking, what am I missing here? What Now all of a sudden UNLV is a 16-point favorite over people. I don't know if we're ready for that yet. Uh, I understand they're improved, but yeah, that that's a good look because it feels like now, like you said. And uh, just quickly before we, we check out here, I want to get you to maybe elaborate on this a little more. You said – UNLV was a team we liked entering into the season, and now it's gone the other way, right? Where there's there's too much respect for it. Now that's that's key, right? Not don't fall in love with teams so much that you you you're not willing to go the other way because at some point the market's going to adjust, even if you were right on a team, and then there's value on the team they're playing, and this is a good example of that, correct? No, for sure. Um, you know, it, it's one where. I like some. Yeah, I took some UNLV futures, some UNLV preseason. Uh, I mean, I thought they were a team that uh, you know had an, an outside shot. I've actually added to that position since the season started because the Mountain West is so fucking terrible. Um, that I think, even though they're they're not by any means a, a great team, uh, every like it's like everybody in the Mountain West is down the Hainer injury and that. So uh, don't get me wrong, I still think they're very live uh, in the conference and a team on the come up. But then you know you, you get some covers, uh, you get some cut. They probably shouldn't you know if I'm I, I had a UNLV position last week you got to be objective uh they kind of got they got outplayed by Utah State not one that uh you know they really should have covered but I uh, got that one now coming into a game where it's a lower total the line to market's probably you know especially early was giving them too much respect um 
I think this is uh, this is one where you're getting a bit of a premium now uh, on the UNLV team. That is improved, is good. Little line a little too high. I think the matchup and can favor uh, the New Mexico a little bit. And one that, I don't even know, not saying New Mexico live dog outright or anything like that. I just think getting two TDs, especially if you get 14 in the hook, a uh, little bit of value there on a Friday night. Okay, so I'm going to come when we're done with this show. I'm going to go get that bad number of 14. Uh, and I missed a good one, but I, 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 that was where I was leaning. So now that you have, uh, have gone in on it too, I'm going to grab the two touchdowns with New Mexico on Friday night. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hammer NCAA football on YouTube and Twitch. Turn on the notification so you get notified whenever something new comes on. And the next edition of Hit the Books, Kanish, I know you have an interest in this because you will be on it Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time with you and Brad Powers breaking down all the games, looking at the early lines. You know, I don't miss that. I always try to think – I always – I watch it for the content, but I also want to watch to see if there's going to be a game. That's how I knew, boy, he's going to come at me last week on that Notre Dame, North Carolina. It's a great show. It's, it's great to yeah. get that early stuff early in the week. Uh, you guys do a great job there, so make sure to check that out. Got a few um, heads to heads this week with Brad, so yeah. I, I might. If they go poorly, you might not see me Monday. <laughs> but I'm lucky hey. I showed up today after the UNC. <laughs> well, listen, Kanish. So, so the good news is, is I'm hitting seventy percent, so I'm on par or a little bit below everybody on my Twitter timeline because <laughs> apparently everybody who bets—it's hard to believe they're open in sports books anymore. I mean, Jesus, everybody's hitting 70, 75, 80 percent. I mean, this betting stuff's easy, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, if, if, yeah, you listen to certain people out there. They, 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 you know, I don't know why we're not drinking to have any yacht out there. But, no, I agree. You've been a uh, – hey, it's been a nice start for Mr. Casale. i got to give credit where credit's due. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully you keep it up. Four and one with USC as a loser. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, last time my five picks, Georgia 26-and-a-half, Alabama 14-and-a-half, USC 14-and-a-half on the first half, Coastal Carolina minus 10, and then I got the Baylor money line 125, and Joey Kanish giving you a Friday night special. Take the New Mexico Lobos plus the 14 points against UNLV. Well, Kanish, as always, it's been a pleasure. I wish you the best of luck on your bets. Uh, we got a hey, good time of year, right? We got playoff you baseball coming. We got college football. And we got it all going on. So we will see you next Friday night on Hit the Books for Thomas Casali, Joey Kanish. Good luck this weekend. You too, brother. Hey!